Well, we made it back. It's another week of AM and the PM. You got it. We are back better than ever. Well, I don't I don't know. That's that's kind of a disgrace to to Philip because, you know, he was really the driving force of this this podcast. You know, he was, but he is here in spirit and we still have our ceremonial Snickers bar. Which we haven't given out, by the That's, way. That is true. Actually, you know what? It's going to Philip for every week that he's not here. He is he is the annoying one at this point. There you go. Because it, he's not here. It just works itself out. Well, know? everybody everybody, you know, came together every Sunday, you know, sitting around listening to us, you know, gathered around the fireplace with the family, listening, laughing. They came to expect three voices to this podcast. Now there are only two. You're absolutely right. I mean, it just isn't quite the same without beloved Philip here to introduce a new voice. Philip's Philip's boistering laugh is what really touched, touched the heart and soul of every single listener of AM and the PM. And Philip, if you're out there, buddy, we miss you. We love you. Please stop bettering yourself and come back. <laughs> Millions of people are mourning at the loss of our beloved podcast. You know whenever Su- you know whenever Superman died, all all of the times how everybody <laughs> came together in the city had like black black like Superman logos draped over the building. That's that's what it feels like here. That's you right. Know. Absolutely correct. So this week, and by the way, this is episode 203. We are now season two, episode three. Getting kind of up there, you know? Getting consistent, by the way. That as well. That as well. Um, we have a bunch of new things to talk about this week. We are going to cover a couple things. Um, I think the first one we should talk about are our brick and mortar stores retail stores are they are they going out are they finally you know coming to an end wait so you mean that we actually have something to talk about like somebody has actually emailed am and the pm like the gmail account like people have actually been writing in besides absolutely the, besides the one other time that somebody else has i'm sorry two other times so this is the third time yes that somebody's like Man, absolutely. We're gl- we are growing in popularity. It, it's a really what it is is it's a late Christmas miracle. Good, because honestly, honestly, all this, you know, we're just gonna wing it stuff got really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I started to come up with the same topics. They were just like reskinned. It's like, hey, why don't we talk about this? You just want to talk about movies, Marcus? Yeah, I know, but what about this movie though? <laughs> You know, it worked. It worked for season one. But season two, you know, it's... it's. This is where shows, like, start to get good. Exactly. Not necessarily we been this canc- podcast. We have not been canceled yet by our provider. No, no. Us, we, just, so. we just went on, like, like a, a, a late break. You know, how, like, with, with like, the Super Bowl and, and the NHL All-Star and all, all of the All-Star games that are going on. They're like, all right, so we're going to space it out. Or with holidays, they space it out. 
and then they come back for like a winter season and then like a fall season. Exactly. Exactly. This is our come up. You yeah. Know? Like so. I said, this is this is usually where shows get really good. Mm-hmm. Usually. Keyword. Usu- usually. What? Some some shows don't even make it to a season two. That's right. So, you know, you being the listener, everybody, you should be proud that we have reached this far without failing. Quote, unquote, quote, unquote, fail, yeah. Uh, failing. Yeah. I mean, you guys probably think that we failed, which is fine. Because, I mean, we kind of do. So, every every <laughs> week, it's a really just a big fail. Yeah. Anyway, no, we have, we have subjects to talk about. Yes. It's cool. It's funky fresh. You know... All right. Well, we thanks can... for listening. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. next week. At that point, we should have just like cut it off there and then published. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Well, that's weird. The podcast is only three and a half minutes long." Yep, it's just like it's funky, fresh. Cut. Yep. But no, yes, we actually do have some some new things to talk about. One of them being. You know, this this is an ongoing discussion of do you guys think that retail brick and mortar stores are really being phased out? And it is kind of a, an interesting topic to to discuss. So it is. Um, so I want to go not really uh, because you're still seeing, you know, storefronts come up and and have grand openings and everything. Like, <clears throat> like up here in Polaris, they just opened like the at home yeah, store. Right. They did. Um, which I, I don't know if they have a big, like large online presence or anything, but I don't think actual physical stores will ever go away. And if they do, it'll be much later in the future where things are instantly teleported to your house. Like as soon, like with super advanced uh like black mirror-ish type of tech yeah where it's just like oh you know we need a couch let's go to ikea pick out a couch it's transported there but you still gotta build it yourself because it's ikea well yeah of course i mean you gotta you gotta build everything in ikea yeah you walk in and you need a cart you're building that cart on the spot <laughs> like pick a cart box and just get started but, um yeah i don't think I don't think they'll go away. Uh, online shopping is is definitely it's definitely easier to sit in front of your computer and and push. Well, I need a couch. I need a table. I want this game. I want that. I want I want this. I want that. But like, there's still going to be physical stores because you know what are we going to be a society that just sits at home and never goes out to do anything ever because there's no stores well and that's it's it's funny you bring that up so i remember watching wally the movie Mm -hmm. and that was that was the image was that people became so lazy and so attached to screens and and devices that have you know instant gratification that they just remained seated and they became you know grossly overweight and that was it like that was the future human society was that you know all the earth's resources were depleted and you live in space and that's you're just like extremely obese because you never move 
and it's it's interesting you bring that up but no i think that um i while i do agree with certain retail stores staying around i think also that i think we've made a lot of advancements but i think the biggest bottleneck right now in the retail industry is that 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 last leg delivery Mm -hmm. to everyone's house i think that's the biggest bottleneck because amazon particularly has changed the game when it comes to like two-day delivery next day well same day yeah well yeah so it's funny that you bring that up um is that i was going i was going to bring that up like even even now you're seeing giant eagle you're seeing kroger you're seeing meyer like you don't you don't even have to go to the store yeah anymore to have groceries like depending on where you live but at that point like you're still going to need people to like maintain those stores oh absolutely and everything um and also like think of think of the amount of money that will have to go up because if you're like like we're out in Marysville, Ohio right now. How yeah. far is it from the nearest grocery store? Like um so my house particularly is probably seven to ten minutes away from a grocery store. We did have a smaller community market that was closer, but they got shut down. Yeah, because Basically there's, got there's run a out. Walmart. There's a here. Walmart, there's a massive new Kroger. Um and that's basically yeah. So so think about the amount of money that you're going to have to spend. Yeah, it's easier to sit down here and and go. Well, I need all this stuff for this big fancy dinner, or I need all of this stuff for the week. Mm-hmm. And so that comes out to like maybe about a hundred dollars, depending on if you're shopping for the week or two weeks or whatever. And then, well, now you've got to think about delivery. Yeah. Because now Kroger, Meyer, Walmart, they now have to pay delivery drivers, whether it be people that they bring on internally, like they are Walmart delivery drivers, or if it's like TaskRabbit or Uber Eats or or whatever, like they're going to have to make money and then they're going to have to pay them a fair wage. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, that, and it goes back to the, the last leg delivery is right now the most expensive and the biggest bottleneck in terms of logistics. Mm-hmm. Getting, you know, a whole neighborhood items from Amazon or whether it's a grocery store, or anything like that. That's the biggest hurdle, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's also what's keeping retail alive because how I see it, if you want same day delivery on fresh produce from your local grocery store and you want it delivered, you're still going through that grocery store in order to acquire those goods. You're not going direct to the supplier yeah. or the manufacturer. If you were going direct to manufacturer um, or even like a local farm, that would be completely removing the retail side of it, which yeah. would essentially render them, you know, at a Useless. loss. Like you, yeah, exactly. And they would also more than likely go bankrupt because they would they would have to compete now with Farmer Joe or or wherever wherever you're getting all of this produce and everything from like butcher shops and everything. Correct. They're going to have to compete and they're ultimately going to lose money. Yeah, exactly. But I think you'll also find that people would rather 
just go to the store get what they need instead of having to build like a relationship with the person and yeah I, I agree with that I think there is a lot like like the idea of going to the supermarket is has been you know engraved into our minds as just the societal norm Mm-hmm. So us doing anything like going directly to a farm or a manufacturer and acquiring goods from them is just so like off for like, you know, Joe Schmo who just needs groceries like mm-hmm. Joe Schmo does not care how he gets it. He just wants convenience and he wants a fair price. Yeah. So if it's less convenient to go to the farmer and ask the farmer for a better deal, he's not probably not going to do it. Yeah. Regardless of if it helps the farmer out in the long run, if it, you know, disrupts big business, all that jazz, it doesn't really matter for Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense, retail is kind of blanketed, at least in fresh produce and local supermarkets. I think it's always going to be blanketed by people like that who just really don't care, you know? Yeah. But then alternatively, you've got a whole. A whole set of people who are considered more like power user type people like you and me yeah. who you know, were taking advantage of companies like Amazon and Uber Eats and all these like other services that kind of remove the retail side of the equation. Yeah. Um I like think- like when it comes when it comes down to like Uber Eats or like DoorDash or Postmates or whatever it's just because I I don't want to go out. Right. It's not like I'm doing it. Uh, so I'm doing it because it's it's just more convenient for me to not have to get up, drive 20 minutes, sit, sit and eat. It's just because I'm lazy. So Well, and you're paying for that, right? You're paying yeah, for that convenience. And, and I'm obviously okay with doing that. Right. But now it's just like... Because because we as humans are sociable creatures, like, do I really want to go to, do I really want to go to like Burger King or Popeye's or whatever? No, but I might as well because it gets me out of the house, it gets me moving, and the next thing you know, I spend all of my day out, and it's just like, oh yeah, that's what that's like. Right. That makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, there's always going to be that feeling of wanting to be out and about mm-hmm. instead of cooped up inside at home, especially in a place like Ohio where it's, you know, you've got two major seasons. One is winter heat, and then the other is depression. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I understand that aspect of it. Well, also from being a, from several years of being a delivery guy, like I, the reason why I quit delivering is because I wanted to be the guy receiving like calzones or wings or whatever. I wanted to be the guy on Friday, Saturday night ordering that, staying in with my friends, staying in with my girlfriend. Right. And and just having a ball. I don't want to work. I don't want to drive campus. I don't want to deal with people on Friday, Saturday night. Like, that's that's pretty much, like, yeah, some delivery people love their job, but they don't want to be out here either. They don't want to be out. 
whenever it's negative four degrees out. Yeah, exactly. It it does make sense in that in that situation. But if you go to a big city though, like Los Angeles, um, really any any city that is usually warm for the most part, or just anything but like negative twenty degrees mm-hmm. on a Tuesday or something like that. Yeah, you're gonna find tons of people who will just do deliveries year round, day in day out. Doesn't matter, and they're cool with it. And I mean, they they can make decent money. Yeah, I I was making really good money. Yeah, as a delivery guy, I just didn't want to do it anymore. But back to the topic, I don't think I don't think that brick and mortar stores will ever go away. Just because there are those people that want to get out and 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 see what they've got. So what do you... So, okay. And also, there's nothing like ordering something online and going like, Oh, this looks fantastic from the picture. Mm-hmm. Receiving it and going, this is absolutely not what I wanted. And then the person in customer service says... That's what it says online. That's what it showed. And you still bought it. Like, you can return it. But just know that that you, you got what you paid for. True. Whereas, so, like, uh, like, Ikea or At Home or Ashley Furniture or, or Aaron's Electronics. No matter where you're, or even Walmart... Like there's nothing like going out and seeing the the physical product. That is I do agree with that. However, with the advancements made in virtual reality and the three D world, the digital three D world, is it not too far fetched to think that Amazon could offer a service like three D scanning a product and then allowing you to interact with it or at least view it in a 3d space within their app or within another machine that allows for virtual reality like if you had a you know oculus Mm -hmm. just nearby for gaming could you install an amazon package that allowed you to view products in the 3d world i mean like that's that's what i think is gonna happen next yeah but for not everyone has an oculus though and so That's like true. and so like I get it like seeing it in on your phone and like being able to swipe side to side up and down any like omnidirectional going like oh okay so this is this is what it's you know, what it looks like to me there's nothing like seeing it in person seeing it feeling it like I know that I use furniture a, a lot for this example but there's nothing like sitting down in a chair going like ooh this is yeah. really, this is really comfortable that you can't compete with there's no other way to properly buy furniture other than being in person cuz you you really have no clue like you can read a thousand different reviews but like until you sit in it you're not going to know yeah, what and, it feels like and even with like electronics electronics is the exact same it's like you can read read a thousand reviews you can watch it on YouTube, but until you see it, like, like, so, so if you see a YouTube video in 4K saying, oh, hey, the new MacBook can, can do all this and look how great it looks in colors and everything, 
yeah, you're going to want out uh, want to go out and buy it. But if you go to an Apple store and you play around with it a little bit and you go, mm, I don't think I like these colors right. that much. I don't think that this is this fast. I don't like, I don't like the way that it feels. So while all that I, I do agree with, I also feel like there is just a lot of people who care more about that instant gratification side mm-hmm. of online purchasing and just constantly having things arrive at their doorstep being delivered. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, don't get me wrong. I Whenever I get a notification from Amazon saying, hey, your thing's out for delivery, mm-hmm. I am every one of those memes of like a dog sitting in front of <laughs> the screen door right. waiting Um like there's another one with a pit bull with like its mouth open that's just like when my package says out for delivery and right. it's like the dog the dog's face against the window. Like, yeah, that is me, that is everyone. Yeah. And and there's nothing like, you know, ordering something, forgetting about it, and then it's showing up on your doorstep. It's like, oh yeah, I did I did mm-hmm. buy that. Yeah, yeah, that's here now. Yay. But, I mean, that's just, there's, there are some things that, you know, Amazon has, and there are some stuff that's exclusively online that yes. you can't get in stores. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing you, you brought that up. There are so many things that are potentially specialized items that you would only be able to find in specialty shops. And if you live in a place like Marysville, where... There is no specialty, quote unquote, shops like that for yeah, electronics. Like micro center or yeah, exactly. You're not going to be able to find these types of things in hand and play around with it beforehand, unless you drive like twenty, thirty minutes. Right. So we're back to the the convenience aspect in this specific scenario. Online is the convenience because you don't have a, an easy way to access those those items locally. You then you know, choose online to receive your items. And I feel like that's a lot of this country is like that, where the the biggest shops with the most items are in the biggest cities, but most people are not in, you know, the center of the biggest cities and they don't feel like driving all that way. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes just to, just for it to be like a waste of time. Exactly. And and no, I I get that. I just don't think that brick and mortar stores will ever go away. And if they do, it'll be hundreds of years in the future unless like the next big leap happens. Where like I said, like some black mirror tech comes up and allows you to physically interface with things. Sort of like the 3D virtual tech like you were talking about. I'm like there's just no I'm I'm just a sucker for having it in hand and being able to basically Marcus proof it. Yeah. Or or like test it to see if it's to see if it's my kind of thing. Like I bought the eight plus online, right? You remember that day you were with me. Yeah. And like I had like the uh I had like the the feel of the seven and then I got like the eight plus and I got the screen and everything. Like whenever I first was messing with it, it took me some time to get used to because of like how long it was. 
that's what she said <laughs> um and and now that i've had it for like a year and a half now like i'm i'm good with it right so i'm just a sucker for having things in my hand and being go being able to play with it instead of just having a review say this is the best iphone that money can buy and then i go okay <laughs> That that makes sense to me. I mean, there's always going to be people that that prefer having things in hand versus just online. But I'm the opposite. I'm just I can watch five or six reviews and just kind of get a good feeling of what the product is going to be and and have my expectations set. Mm-hmm. And then you know nine times out of ten, if I'm buying a a what I would consider a, a class one product, meaning like big name product, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be all right. Unless something you know, catastrophic happens, like like one time I bought a Corsair mouse, read good reviews, and then it died in like a week. So I was like, this thing's actually a piece of crap. Well, I mean, even our equipment, our equipment was bought off of Amazon. We didn't we didn't test it or anything. You read reviews and you said, all right, this yeah. is this is good. Granted, it worked out. Right. So on Amazon. There's just some products that, like, well, this this like was also mic. this was also better than going to like Guitar Center. Correct, correct, because we could not find this equipment at that price. Yeah, and Amazon usually has so, the lowest. Prices. So it it was convenient, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from online shopping. Everybody does it. I do it. You do it. Our listeners do it. By the way, we we have merch, so you should go buy that online see that plug um (laughs) (laughs) um like i'm just a sucker for having it in hand to to play with now there are some things that you know i go i've heard good things about this so i buy it and and i get it most of the time it's the opposite for me whereas like i get it and then i go this isn't what i wanted (laughs) But I'm too docile to be like, this isn't what I want. Here, take it back. I'm just yeah. like, well, I guess this is mine now. Right. And then whenever people go, oh, hey, how did your thing work out? I hate it. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Wow. So let's talk about um, cars for a second. There are a couple services that are offering the ability to just straight up purchase cars and then have them delivered to you, to your house. Carvana, I believe, is doing that. They are really pushing hard for, you know, direct-to-consumer car purchasing, no dealership-required type type sales. What do you think about that? The ability to go online, pay either in cash or, I mean, online, like pay mm-hmm. for the whole car or get a loan set up through them. I mean, what? And then just have it delivered in like two days. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, seeing as I'm a sucker for, for you know, going out and and like testing it, is there a way to test drive it before? No, no, there's no way to test drive it. However, even if you purchase the car and for some reason you don't like it, you have like three days to say you want to give it back, and then like you know, no questions asked. The loan, if you acquire a loan through them, then the loan is absolved. Things like that. There okay. is that option. So 
being as a person who has, you know, quote unquote, bought two cars, um, going to the car dealership is an all day thing. Mm-hmm. Like the day that it, my old Sonic, like the key fob just stopped working. So I went out and bought a new car because, <laughs> you know, that's what normal, typical people do. <laughs> that's right. You know, trade in like a twenty thousand car for like a thirty three thousand dollar car. Um, yeah, so so there's also that, and and like my key fob wasn't working, so so I went into the car dealership just for that. Like that turned into like an hour and a half. Oh, easy. And, and that's what they want. They want you to sit around and look at their new cars and. Yeah, contemplate and, buying another well thing the thing was them. is that my mom was like hey go talk to the guy who sold me my car so i think my mom was in on it she probably was she probably was um conspiracy theory yep <laughs> uh so she was like hey go out test drive a car whatever you might as well while you're there so i like tested out the malibu fell in love with it of course i did because once again, also too docile to say no thanks. Uh, several hundred thousand dollars, uh, several hundred thousand times. Yeah. Uh, and then they were like, "Yeah, it was only it was only like a hundred and thirty dollar fix." Did you just buy a new car? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, I don't want this anymore. Oh um, my gosh. But yeah, I spent eight hours. Ollie, a whole full work day at the car dealership just to get the loan, just to sign the paperwork, just that for is, them to that clean is it just out. Terrible. Yeah. Anytime that I've gone to a car dealership, it has been an all day thing. By the way, Jeff Weiler in Canal Winchester off of Route 33. Go, go buy cars from them. Hold on a second. Tell, tell them that you know me. You're not about to just plug them like that. <laughs> you getting kickbacks or something? Hold on. <laughs> my mom did it, so I might as well get in on it. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, maybe if I test drove the car, like if I had gone to a dealership and said, you know what, I've test drove this car. This is the car I want. There's an easy, online, convenient way of doing this. Then I would do it. Yeah. But but instead of just like going, um, oh, bored, let's go shopping for a car. Ooh, the new 2020 Malibu's out. Mm. Let's see what a loan does. The next thing I know, I have two cars. Right. And so it's like the episode of American Dad where Stan lost all of his, all of his confidence and then he went in traded in his old vehicle for a new car and then went back and brought back two cars and then next thing you know they had like an entire city block of cars (laughs) (laughs) that would end up being me oh my god i feel it though i mean i don't think i'd ever use a service like that just because maybe if i I had idea what i'm buying maybe if i had enough money that it didn't matter but i was too busy to go to the car dealership yeah sure because then it's like you know so what 
Yeah. It's like, it'd be like buying two packs of pencils because you don't know if you need one or two. <laughs> and then you actually just need one. So you just either keep the other pack or you just well, see, there's give it a, away. There's a difference. You don't have to take out a... <laughs> Take out a $30,000 loan for you for a pack of pencils. You don't know me. Ollie, what pencils life. are you buying that <laughs> cost $30,000? You know, I've they, never even seen you use a pencil before. They are designer, bespoke, French-made from the French Alps pencils. From, from the French, French of the French European. That's right. Handcrafted by a... By a uh, Frenchman. Virgin monkey called babu <laughs> you're getting way too into this now now i need to look at this up and see if it's a real thing or no not. no but it's the same mentality just at a much lower scale yeah. um there's also a tower a carvana tower it's basically a station where you can purchase a car in person sight on scene the car is retrieved from the tower and delivered to you and that's how you buy a car from them. Are they high end? Or I don't think so. Just any car you want that that's that's, you know, available in that tower. It's either a tower or it's like a parking garage of some cor- <laughs> some kind, but it is like automatically Cause, delivered to you. Cuz now I'm just picturing like in the middle of <clears throat> in the middle of England like in the plains, just like a medieval tower that's somehow like automated where it just like takes a giant metal arm, goes, <laughs> all right, A13, you know, picks it, lowers it, spins it around, and then it's just like, just gives it a little, a little, tap, a, a little tap on the bumper and says, there you go. Yeah, I I don't think it's quite like that. No. It might be. I don't know for sure. I've never used one. But they exist for people who care about not going to the dealership that much. I mean, I don't care for it, but I don't think I don't I don't think that I'd ever use that unless I had the money to be like, "Oh, I'm going to the Carvana Tower and picking out my new my new car." Yeah, and they have to serve you a glass of Chardonnay while you wait for mm-hmm. your car to get delivered to you. Yeah. Some red carpet style white glove experience. <laughs> Super white glove. You want your butler Fabio to <clears throat> chant weird fucking music yeah, while your car is uh, being delivered to you. Singing opera. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Singing Carmen while, while delivering it. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just... I there's just always going to be stores. So for sure, for sure. Okay, so really bad segue into our next topic, but let's talk about PCs, computers, gaming computers, uh, all that jazz. So in the PC world, if any of you listeners are unsure about the current status of PC gaming, it's really divided two ways. You've got people who enjoy building and configuring their own systems and just piecing parts together, or you've got people who want to use a service like Digital Storm or basically any other like 
online gaming PC provider where you just purchase a pre-configured system and have it delivered to you. So <clears throat> so is Alienware not included in that? Oh, they are. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Alienware is definitely one of the biggest right now. Well, they've been the biggest. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, Alienware, there's um, at least local here, there's a power spec line that's, that's uh, a micro center brand gaming PC line um, of computers that you can have configured on the micro center website. Or you could actually go in store and purchase a pre-configured version. I mean, what are your thoughts, Marcus? What do you what do you think? Like, is it smarter or better to just build your own system, or does it make more sense to just go buy something that works out of the box? So, um, so these computers don't have to be necessarily just made for gaming, right? That's true. They could be workstation um, or just standard computers. Yeah, so I think for for somebody who's involved into tech like like you and me, more so you because had it had it not been for having you as a friend, I would have been like um I'll, I'll I guess I'll take this computer. Are you sure it's not the best? Uh, <laughs> does it go to the internet? Yes, all right. <laughs> Then I'll take it. Right. But now with with being in the tech industry and having you as a friend, I would much rather just build my own computer. You know, uh, granted, granted, there's a lot more money that goes in with buying individual pieces and parts and the amount of time of sitting down and, and like putting it together like if i don't know what i'm doing it's not going to post it's not going to turn on yeah so then that goes to me going to what if i didn't have you as a friend and what if the internet wasn't as big of an information hub as it was i would have to pick up a book that's like build computers for dummies and be like all right so i've got this in there it's it's very time consuming so for the average person, like they can go to Geek Squad or Best Buy or, or Micro Center and be like, I want a PC that can do this, 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 and this. Yep. All right. Well, here we have two computers. One is $1,300. One is $500. People are going to say, what's the difference? Or give me the $500 or give me the $1,300 computer. Yeah. Yeah, you, so I guess it just depends on what you're, what you're going for, right? And and it like I, I would much rather build it with some with someone who has seen different, different you know, companies and how they do bio setups and how they do boots and everything and different function keys do different things. Like, I would just rather build my own, and also somebody who has a, like, an interest in streaming and doing multiple things that not just my regular laptop can do, then, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I'm the same way. 
I started out at a very young age being introduced into, you know, custom built computers. My dad, you know, built uh, a custom computer for me when I was, gosh, I had to be six years old, I think. One year for Christmas, I got a, I got a computer. And I still have it. It's downstairs. I mean, it was the most badass, coolest computer you could get as a six-year-old. Yeah. Played all the games I wanted to play. Very powerful. Top of the line back then. And that's what really springboarded me into this whole world of customization, just in general. Whether it's electronics, whether it's computers, whether it's phones, whatever. Always, I've always been you know, a part of that. And so for me, building a computer is just something that is a normal aspect of my life, you know, and, and I've built computers for people. I've built computers for myself before. I think it's the way to go because you're getting a better bang for your buck. You're probably going to spend more. Yes, but you're going to get a much nicer system. And at the end of the day, you just built the machine that you're going to be using so if anything goes wrong you you know potentially better how to troubleshoot any issues that yeah across so i yeah. think for those reasons it's it's beneficial well it's also better to in the log run basically because uh my computer my laptop was is an acer oh god i don't i don't remember the specs but it came with four sticks of RAM, like like four gigabytes of RAM, which for people who don't know anything about it, like th- obviously the the more is better. Like I could barely multitask. Like I I would play Civilization Six, and by the end game, I my game would keep crashing just because there was so much going on, so many moving pieces and parts. I had to go out and buy more RAM. So, like, what, $200? Depending on how much, how much you, uh, how much memory you try to get, what brand it is, yep. whether it's one stick or two sticks. Like, memory is not cheap right now. No, especially with a lot of people going to DDR4. Yeah. And also, DDR5 is coming, is either out or already or is coming out ddr5 is the current standard for video memory because of its speed yeah and it is yeah you're right it is coming out for actual you know regular ram for desktops um and it's going to be the, the prices are just insane right now um graphics cards used to be extremely expensive just because everyone was buying them for cryptocurrency mining mm-hmm. but since the market for cryptocurrency is pretty down right now. Most of the prices for graphics cards are about retail, which is good. And it allows, you know, retail stores like Micro Center to offer them again at a decent price. And in more than one per customer. Yeah, and more than one per customer. Because seriously, guys, like if you wanted a graphics card in 2017. Um, and mid-2018. mid, mid Yeah, mid-2018 too. If you wanted a GPU... You'd actually have to take your entire system into Micro Center just to prove to them that you weren't buying this graphics cards for mining. You were actually buying it for gaming. And only then would they allow you to purchase a big, a high-end graphics card. 
So like it was serious to like even acquire one at retail price a couple years ago or last year. I saw a guy on Facebook. He was selling. Uh, he had like thirty or like a whole, like a stockpile of ten eighties, mm-hmm. and he was selling them for like five hundred bucks a piece. It's not bad. No, because Micro Center was doing that and. Also, 1080s were like, what, 800 to to $1,000, depending on whether it was normal or overclocked? Yeah. Yeah, at one point. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't get a graphics card for under $1,000 at one point. Yeah. And now, especially with the uh, GTX, uh, what, 2080, that came out. Mm-hmm. So, so now high-end graphics cards are cheaper because... Just like with everything else, the newer model came out, so everything else is is not, you know, it, it's not obsolete, but it's not the right. top of the line anymore. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with the 10 series graphics cards, the 1080 Ti. Um, oh, there is <clears throat> nothing wrong with that. They are very, very powerful, capable cards for the price now. So if, we're, if we want to talk about value... Right now, getting a getting a 10 series graphics card is absolutely hands down the best bang for your buck. And when it comes to building your own machine, you're not going to be able to get a pre-built for the same price that achieves the same level of power, realistically. Because pre-builts are not designed for number chasing or benchmarking or anything like that. And it's not necessarily what everyone wants, but it's something that I find important is like, can your machine at least, um, you know, benchmark decent numbers? Because that that to me is a good way of representing, you know, what what's a good machine or not. Yeah. So I find that important and I think it is the way to go instead of getting a pre-built machine to just piece it together and find the deals and save some money, but... Maybe spend the same overall and get a better product. Mm-hmm. So, so for the people that are into like gaming and tech and and doing video editing, like they're all either going out and like like I'm pretty sure that if I were to go into video editing tomorrow instead of buying thousands of dollars on an already pre-built computer that has somewhat what decent uh decent uh numbers like i could probably just go to micro center buy a non-brand case from anywhere from like 80 to 120 bucks depending on what i wanted or even amazon you can buy all that stuff on amazon yeah yep amazon newegg tiger direct doesn't matter they all got usually the same prices too and most retail stores have to price match now so Mm -hmm. just to stay competitive and amazon usually has the lowest price yeah like i would i would much rather go out and build a new machine than to sink money in ram and monitors and like it's just it's not feasible for a a pre-built machine that is use that its primary use was for the average joe Smo to go onto the internet or to use for word or excel or or even just giving it to your kid to watch youtube on yeah exactly i mean i've in the past i've actually built a machine from micro center a 
low, you know, a low grade budget friendly gaming machine. I paid for, let's see. So at the time, the reason I was able to pull this off was because I worked at Micro Center mm-hmm. and I was able to get a discount. So I, I got a used hard drive, a new case. Everything else was actually new. New power supply, new case, new motherboard and, and CPU. I ended up doing an AMD APU, which is a CPU and a GPU combined onto one chip which allows you to do some mild gaming. I got everything, including a Windows 10 license for $160. Holy crap. And it gamed too. Like it actually ran a couple games that oh, decent frame is that is that the one you sold for like what, five, six hundred bucks or something like that? Mm, no, no, no. This was, this was one actually uh, I gave away. Oh, okay. But, but you could have sold it. I could have sold it. Yes. But yeah, it, I mean, so when we're talking about like like budget just at all for building it's there like you can get deals on stuff you don't always have to buy new hell we've we've sat around and we built a halfway decent machine for what four four hundred bucks yeah yeah easy 400 bucks. I mean, you can be gaming on and, and that's bucks. and that's for just going for bare bones stuff like bare bones case, mm-hmm. you know, nothing nothing too fancy. No. Nothing fancy at all. It's it's definitely Middle, doable. I I think the most expensive thing was the graphics card. Yeah. The graphics card took up most of the price. Exactly. Graphics card and RAM. I mean, CPUs and motherboards, you can always get combo deals or just buy used because mm-hmm. used parts are so cheap nowadays. For computer parts uh it's definitely That's because there's it. always something faster yep always so it's definitely worth looking into like if any of you guys out there are interested in in doing a pc build there's a lot of good resources out there like pcpartpicker.com tons of builds tons of ways to research you know you can price match things on there you can you know, insane builds um newegg honestly newegg has a lot of components a micro center if you are local if you're in ohio definitely check out micro center there's there's ways to build computers for cheap and like even even then it's always fun to just sit around and build a machine yeah and it's fun with with like the the best the best case the best look and the most expensive case most expensive anything it's always fun to be like Oh man, if only I had like seventeen thousand dollars to build this like supercomputer. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is that seventeen thousand dollars supercomputer is going to be obsolete in a year, mm-hmm. and it's only going to be worth five thousand dollars. Yeah. Or less. So, there are people out there that buy those types of things brand new, and then they go and sell it on eBay for a quarter of the price. So, like, being able to find those deals is important if you're in the market for building a computer. But it's definitely out there. I think I think it's better than anything else. The only drawback that I can see from building your own computer is warranty. Right. So warranty so is instead at the of, part level instead of at the machine level. Mm-hmm. So instead of just going to HP saying, my computer doesn't load. What do you mean it doesn't load? It does not load. <laughs> All right. Well, that absolutely tells us nothing. Go ahead and send it to us. And in 
two to eight weeks, we'll we'll send it back and tell you what to do with it, or yeah. go into like Geek Squad and and like having it covered under like Walmart's warranty or Best Buy's warranty or whatever. You would have to individually call. Uh, you would have to individually call every part, like the manufacturer, and be like, "Hey, this doesn't work." Well, and it's it's also the builder's responsibility to know or at least try to identify what the issue is, right? So, like, you have yeah, to you have can't that just mindset. Go, it doesn't load, right? Because they're gonna be like, well, "What's wrong with you? Like, just is it actually the motherboard or what?" Yeah. You oh, you say, have a funny story about motherboards. Yeah, speaking of motherboards, it, I helped a buddy build um, a machine <laughs> earlier this month, <laughs> and he got just top the line everything really nice case extremely high-end motherboard he ended up getting a ryzen it's an amd chip uh it's a believe it's a 32 core physical and 64 core logical processor so tons of cores he's using it for video editing and we were building it and he for some reason could not get the board to get any power so took it back to micro center and he replaced the board, got a new board. He actually had to buy it outright and then wait and see which board worked. So we put the new board in, same exact process, put the processor in, new thermal compound, everything. Everything looks great. And then still no power. So we're like, holy crap, there's no way we just got two bad motherboards. Back to back. Back to back. All right, so we go back to Micro Center, pick up a third board. This is now a new, completely different type of board, different model. We go back to the to the uh, studio, putting the board together again, third time. And I'm looking at the processor, and I'm like, hold on a second. Like, something is not right here. And I'm looking, and the processor, uh, it every processor has a a arrow on one of the corners and then each motherboard also has another arrow to tell you which which orientation the processor needs to lay when it goes down so i'm looking at the tray that the processor goes on and amd the the manufacturer put the processor in the wrong orientation and we've been forcing it onto the each motherboard the wrong way so <laughs> so there was actually nothing wrong with any of those boards, but because that was an oversight for both of us as builders that we didn't double check that, none of those boards were working and we thought that they were bad. So like it's things like that as a PC builder that you have to like look out for because you will run into issues like that. And of course, it it just that's something you don't have to deal with when you get a pre-built machine. Well, not necessarily because there there can be some hardware issues that that pass their QC standards, their quality control and quality assurance standards, but for some reason don't work during uh during whenever the end user, whenever the consumer gets it. Yeah, that's true. You will run into issues like that. And it's it's more rare when you're buying a pre-built, but it can happen. Yeah. But at least you have the safety net of like contacting the the, cu- the warranty, the warranty and, and doing all that. It's easier. When you're at the part level, you really have to be careful. Could you imagine just calling calling AMD and being like, hey, 
this don't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? It doesn't it, work. It don't work. <clears throat> it don't, don't work. power on. Yeah. I've tried three different boards, and then you send them all three boards, and then they go, nothing's wrong with them. Exactly. What are, what are you guys talking about? Exactly. So It's then, like, oh, yeah, by the way, thanks for your $3,000. Mm-hmm. And by the way, thanks for wasting all of our time. <laughs> so it's it's things like that that differentiate, you know, custom built versus pre built. But it's fun if if you're serious about building a computer, <coughs> I would I would recommend trying it. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I mean, yeah, yeah just run in the mill, buy used parts, buy used parts. Buy used parts, set it up, and see if you like doing it. Or if you have a friend, like I happen to have, about building computers, call them up. Or, you know what? Just contact TTG Repairs. There you go. Ollie will fix your computer, phone, tablet, car, mm-hmm. house. Uh, you need yard work. He does it too. <laughs> But the that's thing right. is, is that if you live out of Ohio, you have to fly a mountain. That's, that's, that's the only rule. That's that's the only rule. Now, if you live in Ohio, like, say, Akron or Youngstown or, you know, St. Clairsville, Ohio, which are all at least two and a half hours away, he will cover all his own travel costs and expenses. So you just pay $5. He'll come down. He'll do all of that stuff. Yeah. Same Same day. That's right. I will. Don't agree to that. <laughs> now, tr- now, now you're cemented in that same gate, the same day guarantee. Well, no, no. There's, there's a set of terms and conditions you have to sign before I agree to that. Oh yeah. By the way, so, don't look at those. Yeah. They just say I'm more than likely not going to be able to do this all in one day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're gonna have to space the, it the out. The five dollar thing <laughs> doesn't apply. Right. By the way, prices may vary. <laughs> They start at $5 and they jump up from there. Exactly. But no, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun to build a computer. I definitely recommend it. Um, Thank you for the plug. That was was well What is that, like four four plugs today? Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. That's good stuff right there. But definitely let us know what you guys think. Email us, askamandthepm at gmail.com. Shoot us a line on Facebook. And definitely check out our new merch. Uh, link is going to be in the description. It's also pinned on our Facebook page. Very first thing. Just go check it out. Get a hoodie. Get a tote. Whatever tickles your pickle. So That's weird. Tickles your fancy. <laughs> tickles your fancy. Fine. We'll do a little bit. Oh, we'll be a little more classy about it. Okay, fine. But yeah. Um, as always, Cromley.com for all your news your sources. Number one new source that's right i cannot stress how often cromley does not update (laughs) but (laughs) i've never once heard anything about updating the website (laughs) but listen all the info that you could ever want it's already there like who cares about new information (laughs) new news (laughs) No one wants new news. Old they want news, old news. Old news is good news. All right. <laughs> Even the bad old news is good news. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, but yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will catch you next week 
Who knows what we're going to talk about next week? There are so many more topics to discuss. And as always, go ahead and if you like this idea and you want to hear more, you know, go ahead and send your comments, responses, um, petitions. Yes. Any anything that you want or don't want, send to us. If and you, and if, we'll talk about it. You know, legally speaking, if you need to sue us for any reason, uh, if you need to serve us papers, um, just shoot us an email and we'll get to you for any reason. If you want to, like, sue us to give us money, I don't know if that's possible. That like, doesn't make any sense, I don't, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Or you could just, you know, leave a small donation on anchor.fm slash aim in the PM to yeah, support this podcast. Light support... Or if you see us walking down the street. Yeah, definitely. Feel free to give us a dollar or whatever you can spare. Uh, We'll be on the corner of uh, US 23 and Polaris Parkway. I know that they don't intersect. (laughs) (laughs) But we will be there. Give us anything you got. Pocket lint. Ooh, pocket. Ooh, yeah. Pocket lint. Or pocket sand. I will also take pocket sand. There you go. All right. You heard it here first, and uh, you guys stay classy, and we will catch you in the next one. See ya.